You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going well. I did a lot of draft coverage from the Steeler facility this weekend. Did some wrap-up shows on Monday. So, um, ready to keep going, really. Take it from a different angle. We didn't talk much fantasy this weekend, as you can imagine, from the Steeler facility. So, let's go. Yeah, I get that. We are going to, of course, talk NFL draft today. I I don't know, Matt. For me, uh, it's one of those things, obviously, I I look forward to so much. Uh, I I put so much work into through the podcast, through through writing articles and everything else. So when it's over, there's there's a little bit of disappointment that, you know, anytime you look forward to something and it, it, it passes by, then... You know, maybe you don't have that thing to look forward to anymore, but there's also a little bit of relief. Do you agree on both of those? There's definitely an exhale. Okay. And then I spend a week or so really trying to think through each team's eyes. You know, like, even at this point, I can't tell you every pick the Bears made off the top of my head. You know, know, I get confused. Did this guy go to the Colts or did he go to the Jags, you know? So I like to really take a, a while here and try to think as they think to learn what the the reasoning behind all of it is. And then it's like, okay, you know, we we can calm down here for a little. But before you know it, I mean, I mentioned I was at the Steelers facility. I'm going to be broadcasting down there soon for a rookie minicamp and then regular minicamp. And those aren't earth-shattering events from a fantasy perspective, but the train keeps rolling. Absolutely, it does. Uh, We are going to talk NFL Draft, of course. I know Kate and Marcus on yesterday's show talked about the Dynasty Rookie Risers, those players who gained value as a result of the NFL Draft, whether it was a great landing spot, uh, maybe surprising, uh, surprisingly high draft capital, or a combination of both. They talked about Traylon Burks and Christian Watson and James Cook, among others. All of those players definitely were risers. Matt, we're gonna we're gonna focus on the losers of the draft, the mm-hmm. the players who lost some value, and surprisingly, there weren't that many. We will get to that very soon, though. Uh, but you, you said the train keeps rolling, and and that's certainly the case in the NFL. As as if we didn't have enough to talk about with the NFL draft, with all the players impacted, both rookies and veterans, uh, we get more news that DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for the first six games of the. 2022 season and uh, we've seen the Cardinals making some moves this offseason just over the past couple weeks they re-signed AJ Green that was prior to the draft obviously they make one of the big moves of uh, the the opening night of the draft with the trade for Hollywood Brown we'll talk more about that specifically tomorrow you think they would they would have had to have known this was coming uh, especially with the with the trade but we're, we're going to be without without nuke for the first six weeks it's big news obviously i mean he's a great player um i would say slightly declining Mm -hmm. but he's a hard guy to tell because he was never the fastest dude in the world or the quickest guy in the world um for fantasy reasons i think it helps aj green you know i mean maybe he's startable for the first you know month or six weeks or so 
I mean, he, he's a late pick for redraft, I would think. I would think it absolutely hurt, helps Ertz, and they actually drafted a tight end high, too. I, I don't, I'm not putting any faith there. But, I mean, possession throws, those type of things, red zone. I would think Green and Ertz benefit dramatically. Um, Rondell Moore and now Marquise Brown are both smaller speed guys. Browns use more downfield than more, at least that, that's been their history in the league. Does Brown get more volume now? I mean, I think he gets more volume than he did in Baltimore, no matter what. And this will probably be a little boost as well. I, I guess it doesn't hurt Kyler all that much. Yeah, I, I think I agree with all of that. Um, just focusing on on Hopkins' value. I mean, as a as a veteran receiver, uh, he was already going the wrong direction value wise, right? I mean, there were right, already. Right, right. Uh, there were already plenty of dynasty managers who are ready to to get him off their roster because of that age. I, I believe he is. Um, I believe he's he's twenty nine. I'm gonna have to check on that. Uh, but regardless, he's been around a while, and and he is one of those players who we've seen lose value. We've seen fall down the rankings, fall down the ADP, and and that's that's going to happen. Uh, you know, even more so now. Yep. Just, just double checked. He turns 30 soon though, actually. So he'll be, he'll be 30 before he steps on the field again. Hmm. And right now, according to our ADP at DLF, he's wide receiver 30. He's going to fall even further than that. So we're, we're going to talk, look at a guy who's probably going to be outside of that wide receiver three range. You know, Cortland Sutton's behind him. Hollywood Brown is behind him. Olave and Michael Thomas and Ayuk and Bateman. Uh, several of those players, uh, I would say, gained some value recently. Uh, I mean, it, it's not looking good if you've got DeAndre Hopkins on your roster right now, value-wise. No. So I have a couple questions for you. If you don't know the answers, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot in advance. Even one year ago, was he 12, maybe? Not 30? I mean, was he in that neighborhood? I mean, is he falling that much in a year? He certainly has fallen, and, and it's really easy to track with those players going into their age uh, 28 or 29 season, I should say. One year ago, I'm looking right now at, at actually at April 2021, DLF startup ADP. He was wide receiver 11. Wow. Wide receiver 11, now down to wide receiver 30, and uh, unfortunately pretty certain to fall some more. So... Not good news for the Cardinals. Not good news for DeAndre Hopkins. It it just seems like that team is is kind of snake bit. They started out the twenty one season so so well. It all kind of fell apart, and now it seems like it's falling apart before before the training camps even open. So, do you think you could get Hopkins for a rookie pick outside the first round now? Possibly. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say that's attractive to me. Like. If I'm a pretty good team and I've got two four, two five, you know, like I could see the owner saying, "I got to get out now." You know, I, I think I would kick the tires on that because his style of play, he may never be a wide receiver one again for fantasy, but his style of play, I don't think he's gonna fall off a cliff. I will say though, and he's not alone in this, but some of these older guys, 
if they're using PEDs, I think that's when they know the writing's on the wall that they're dying, you know, that their career's coming to an end and I need these to stick around. And I'm just talking generally here, not even necessarily him, that if he can't survive in this league at a high level without them, and he looks at it like, hey, what do I have to lose? Because if I get suspended, so be it. I couldn't hang without them. Uh, you just wonder that another suspension would totally kill him, obviously. Yeah, that's that's a really good point as well. And, uh, I mean, we can't... I don't know that. We, right. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> anecdotal. We can't say, obviously, for sure if that's the case. Uh, but it, it is kind of easy to connect those dots. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely a situation to continue to watch over the next uh, next few months. Matt, I've got to ask you, I know you've talked it to death, but uh, the, your Steelers made some moves that matter to dynasty players. Kenny Pickett in the first round, we we talked about it so much leading up to the draft. We thought they, there was a good chance they would take a quarterback. Uh, most people, I think, uh, certainly myself included, thought that would be Malik Willis if he fell that far, and uh, they, they went a different direction. We'll, we'll get to Willis soon. Uh, but they they go with Kenny Pickett in the first round, come back in the uh, in, in the second round, and uh, and get another guy who fell further than than some thought he would in George Pickens. So they get Pickett, they get Pickens. Big picture, what do you think of those two moves? Do you know how many times I said the word pick over the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I hope Pickens doesn't throw picks when targeting Pickens. And, uh, you know, you with the it. next pick in the draft. Oh, my gosh. You needed so there was another, a lot of uh, Pickens problems. Yeah, you needed time. another corny joke. So, great. I'm <laughs> well, glad, glad right. we gave this to you. I, I have really high hopes for Pickens, to be honest with yeah. you. Like, I think, I mean, I'm not saying this because he's a stealer. I said it before they was even drafted that... I think there's a chance he's the best receiver in this entire class. And I love his landing spot in terms of dealing with immaturity slash big personalities, developing in him properly. I mean, I think it's a perfect team for him to go to from that regard. See, I'm, I'm glad you said that. That makes me feel a little bit better. You know the team way, way better than I do. But um, those those things did come out leading up to the draft that Pickens mm-hmm. had immaturity issues that there were even hints of um, some off field concerns um, and and we know about the the suspension and getting uh, ejected out of, out of one of the games for fighting so that all seemed to kind of pile up late in that in that pre draft process and. Um, you know, maybe there was never really anything to him being a late first rounder. Maybe that, maybe that was, that might've been overblown. Right. Then maybe that was overblown. Uh, so it's hard to say if he actually fell because of any of those things, or if that's just kind of the, the landing spot that made sense for his value. But I mean, Chase Claypool is, is certainly not looked at as the most, uh, mature player. I mean, he's, He's had the dumb penalties. Uh, Juju had some of that with TikTok. Right, right. So Antonio Brown. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's there's a little bit of a theme there. So right. I I guess I'm honestly I'm a little surprised to see or to hear you say that you think it's a good landing spot uh, in that in that light. Well, I think Tomlin handles those guys very well and relates to them very well. Um, Frisman Jackson, remember that name from the oh, yeah. Browns days? Yep. He was actually there when I was with the Browns. He's the Steelers receiver coach. He's the one that worked out Pickens at his pro day. I know they spent a ton of time with him, tons of research. 
And from what I'm gathering, and maybe I'm giving the young guy a, a benefit of the doubt, but he's kind of a five-star, entitled, I don't think people have told him no very much in his life, comes yep. to Georgia as an 18-year-old and lights it up and, oh, this is easy, you know, you know, like, it, it, he, it, it's it never been super difficult for him, but he's very competitive, though, too. So was Antonio Brown, you know, like, work ethic and competitiveness isn't an issue for these guys. Um, you know, he blocks like crazy. He came back at the end of this past season, not close to 100%, you know, so he wants to win. And, you know, the, my Steeler uh, podcast partner, Dale Lawley, I guess there was a bunch of interviews amongst all the Georgia guys. Wow, there's so many Georgia guys picked in there goes pick again. And I, they asked them all, who do you think on this Georgia team in this draft is going to be the most successful? And every one of the draft picks picked Pickens either one or two. I mean, of all the Georgia guys drafted, I was like, wow, I can't believe that. But they see him every day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that that all makes me feel a little bit better because I was, yeah. uh, because of some of that talk, some of those uh, some of those concerns was getting a little worried about him. Uh, we know we know Pittsburgh in general is viewed as a great landing spot for wide receivers. They've they've picked multiple day two guys and, and developed them. Of course, Juju is included in that. Deontay Johnson is included in that. Um, and, and so many others over the years. So good landing spot for George Pickens. I stole this from Robert Mays' podcast. I put it on Twitter that since 2010, the Steelers have drafted nine wide receivers in the top hundred overall, which is most in the league. And the average is five. So, I mean, this is their, this is what they do. And then they draft Austin in the fourth round. I like that pick a ton. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, uh, good weekend for the Steelers for sure. Matt, when we come back, we're going to continue that NFL draft talk. We're going to talk about those rookie followers, players that have lost value as a result of the NFL draft. Hey everyone, let me tell you about BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info without question. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the start of Major League Baseball season, all that good stuff. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's the only place I use, that's for sure. Thanks so much. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. All right, Matt, we are back. We're talking Dynasty rookie fallers today. As I said earlier, Kate and Marcus hit those risers, those players who gained value as a result of the NFL draft. We're going the other direction. Players who were on the losing side, maybe that means they fell further than expected. Maybe they didn't get the landing spot we were hoping for. Matt, first of all, there, there's not too many of these players. You look at the no, you're right. You look at the running backs. I think there's one player that stands out as a as a loser, as a value loser, and or a faller. And we kind of saw this coming. We'll get to that player soon. You look at wide receivers. Same thing. There's really just one that stands out. We kind of knew it was coming, or at least had some good hints about that. Uh, even tight end. Same thing. I think there's one that stands out. And we'll talk about him soon. Really, this 
this conversation has to start at the quarterback position. That was the big shocker and really the the big storyline of the weekend. One of the big storylines was just how much uh, the the quarterbacks fall fell. And we've got to we got to start with Malik Willis. This is a player that I don't know how many people really believed it, especially by the time we got to Thursday. But there was at least talk that he could be the second overall pick. Um, I, I said it myself, and I know many others said that uh, Pittsburgh at twenty was really his floor. That if he did fall out of the top yeah, ten, if he I fell out that. of the top fifteen, he wasn't falling any further than twenty. And then when the Steelers get on the clock and take Pickett, you start thinking, uh-oh, this might be, he, he might actually fall out of the first round. And, of, yeah. of course, what ultimately happened is Malik Willis fell to the the middle of the third round, or nearly the end of the third round, uh, 22nd pick of the third round. The Tennessee Titans trade up to get him. I think I do think that's noteworthy that they, they traded back up to get him. Uh, he's the third quarterback drafted in the NFL draft. Uh, this this is just, I mean, this is a killer. This is a killer. This is a player that was going to be one or two in super flex rookie drafts. If you did your rookie draft before the NFL draft, ouch, yeah, you probably took this guy as a top two pick, and now he's he's not even a first rounder, and even in super flex leagues. So what what are kind of your your first thoughts on Malik Willis and his fall. I believe the Steelers were going to take him at 20 if he was available. I thought that he, I was a little worried as a Steelers fan, they might even trade up. Yeah. And then when he fell out of the first round, I thought Schefter and all these guys would be talking like crazy. Everyone's trying to get to that first pick on day two for Willis. Nope, not even close. And, you know, Seattle passed on him time and time again amongst every other team, of course. Um, this is, I know we're going to talk about a lot of these quarterbacks because the quarterbacks falling was as big a story as there was in this entire draft. I think they're tremendous buying opportunities, though, for all these guys. I like where all of them landed, but now, you know, I know we'll get to, like, Ritter. Ritter falls to Atlanta, but they have Drake London, too. Like, you know, because they did fall, the landing spots are a little better. I think I can easily envision a world where Willis is the starting quarterback for the Titans next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think the league spoke volumes about the quarterback class, but I still think this is the time to buy them if you can. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, there there's some, you know, there, there's a little well, bit of... He's not kind to third-round quarterbacks, though. No, certainly not. Certainly not. And there's a little bit of a cause for hope, I guess. I did mention that Tennessee traded up to get him. So anytime a team trades up, even if it is the second, third, fourth round, I, I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's noteworthy at the very least. So they trade up sure, to get sure. him. They had a higher grade on where he went then. Tennessee is, is one of the landing spots that we were looking at as a potential good one for quarterbacks. Um <clears throat> that may have changed with some of the, some of the moves they made over the weekend. It's not not quite as appealing as it was uh, a few right. days ago with with the trade of, of AJ Brown, of course. But I, I think a lot of a lot of people are looking at Ryan Tannehill and thinking this guy has one year left as the starter, and then we'll go from there. So Willis is, I think he's going to have the opportunity to start in twenty twenty three, but. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, we're we're a long way from that happening. A lot of things yeah. have to go right for him. Uh, as I mentioned, but, but unlike it, like Atlanta, I can't see Tennessee having a top five pick next year, and you know, drafting someone better than Willis. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That that's a good point. That um, doesn't mean he'll be the starter. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, they could go find a you know a, a journeyman or whatever. Or Tannehill has a great year. You know, right. Right. Um, so Willis, I, I said, was the uh, second overall player chosen. He was the quarterback one. Uh, we're talking pre-NFL draft. Looking at uh, the latest rankings from Dynasty League football, he's the quarterback two still. So he hasn't certainly hasn't lost all value. But in this class, I don't know that quarterback two is, is saying much. And he's 15 overall. That is in Superflex rankings. Uh, so even, even in Superflex we're we're not thinking of him as as a first round pick. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I can't imagine many third round quarterbacks or first round superflex picks. Exactly. Exactly. In history, you know, right? Matt, I talked about the running back position. It it feels like nearly every rookie running back gained value. Maybe that's because of draft capital. There were a, a couple chosen in the second round that were a little surprising. Uh, James Cook note uh, being the main one there. Uh, there were several running backs who got those landing spots we were hoping for, whether it's Atlanta or Houston uh, mm-hmm. or Tampa. Pierce fit, yeah. uh, right, right. They were really almost all of them. I think the one rookie running back who did not gain value was Isaiah Spiller. Um, yeah. and, and I kind of hinted at it that we, we saw this coming, the bad combine. We saw him go from that, uh, 103, 104 area. He, he had dropped down to the later part of the first round. He was still going in the first round, eight overall in the running back three in our pre, uh, pre NFL draft ADP looking at rankings. Now he's down to 19 overall and he's the sixth running back being drafted that that might be kind because in uh, in the NFL Seems draft, kind. yeah, in the NFL draft, he was the RB nine. Uh, he's a fourth rounder drafted to the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers just seem to be looking for for. I don't want to say a one B. I, th- I, I I don't think uh, you know that's probably not fair to to Austin Eckler and all that he's sure, accomplished. Sure. Uh, but they they certainly want another running back that they can, can count on. They tried it with, um, they tried it with Justin Jackson and with Kelly and with, um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on a couple of the names even, but it seems like they, yeah, they draft round picks yeah, Roundtree, yeah. Larry Roundtree. Uh, yeah, they're drafting a running back late basically every year. And sometimes they show something and sometimes they don't. And, and, mm-hmm. and they just keep recycling it. And I mean, I certainly think Spiller is a, a better talent than those guys. So maybe, maybe it finally goes their way. But he's not—he's not, he's not going to take Austin Eckler's job anytime soon. No, and it's not a great landing spot. The draft capital is not great. Um, I was a little shocked that there was so many backs drafted in that third round neighborhood. There was a pretty good running back run, all in all, and there were a lot of you know a lot of guys ahead of Spiller. Again, the NFL spoke volumes there. I guess your hope is, could he be the short yardage guy from, you know, day one and that at least gets him a start? I don't know if that'll even happen. 
it's okay. I mean, I guess it's not the worst landing spot in the world. I mean, one injury away from him being relevant, but we don't even know if he's going to be the two slash compliment to begin with. Yeah, yeah, very true. In this class, if you're looking at at Isaiah Spiller as the mid to late second round pick, then I think that's that's fine. You know, it's fine to take a shot at that point. Um, it, it certainly seemed like he was being overvalued and overdrafted when he was uh, at, projected to be a, a first rounder. So uh, right. I, I'm glad we've at least reacted to what the NFL has told us. Day three capital, not a great landing spot. He He's clearly uh, a big dynasty faller and, and the biggest one from the running back position. The running back landing spots worked out really well, to your point. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about a couple more players who lost value because of the NFL draft. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They, rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there. How how did you hear about us box? They know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make Locked On NFL your second listen. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts ripping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, we talked about Malik Willis and Isaiah Spiller as the big losers of the weekend, the players who have lost the most dynasty value. Uh, Willis falls to the uh, back half of round three. Spiller falls all the way to day three. Uh, let's let's hit on a couple more before we wrap up the show today. Uh, Malik Willis was not alone as quarterbacks fell. Just Kenny Pickett was the only one in round one. No quarterbacks drafted in round two. Willis falls to round three. So does Matt Corral. The Panthers trade up to get him. I mentioned it was noteworthy that the Titans traded up. The Panthers did the same thing. They essentially opted for Matt Corral 
instead of Baker Mayfield, which I think was a good move, especially when you when you consider uh, the, the salary that those two players would cost. Heading into the NFL draft, Matt Corral was the 10th player drafted in Superflex rookie drafts. He was the quarterback three. He's fallen around. Instead of a late first rounder, now he's a late second rounder, and he is the quarterback four. What do you think about Matt Corral in Carolina? Well, all these guys besides Pickett, to me, I think need to look at Davis Mills and say, if we can have a season like that, to convince this team not to take a quarterback next year, we're sitting pretty. And I think Corral, certainly Ritter, have an opportunity to do that. I mean, I don't know that they're done. I still think Mayfield or Jimmy ends up in Carolina. Mm. Okay. And he may go down as, who was the third rounder they took out of WVU a year or two ago? I mean, that might be Corral's path when it's all said and done. But, I think he plays this year, don't you? I mean, unless, I guess if, unless Baker or Jimmy ends up there. I mean, if Darnold's a starter, I can't believe that Corral doesn't see the field. Yeah, well, he, he's got the clearest path. I mean, Willis is behind yeah, Tannehill. Yeah. You think there's a reasonable chance we don't, we might not see Willis all year. Uh, Sam Howell, we'll get to him in just a moment. He's behind Carson Wentz. You know, he was just drafted so late. Though, right, you know? right. Yeah. Uh, so Corral with, right now, Sam Darnold is, is really the main competition. Not quite a wide open path to, to the starting job, but certainly. It's not much resistance. Certainly some playing time available. Uh, are, are you drafting Matt Corral with your late second round pick in a, in a super flex rookie draft? Yeah. I think I would yeah. as well. I would as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sam Howe falls all the way to the fifth round. Washington Commanders pick him up there. He was an early first round, I'm sorry, an early second round uh, rookie pick in super flex drafts before the NFL draft. He's fallen quite a ways. He's more of a mid to late third rounder now. I like that value. I don't mind taking a shot at that point, especially in in this class when it gets gets thin very quickly. Uh, But in general, it just... Just the fifth round draft capital is really all you need to know. The, the landing spot doesn't matter. The competition doesn't matter. You just look at the quarterbacks who have uh, really had success in the fifth round, and it's a very, very short list. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping something comes out for his sake that he has a knee or a shoulder or something we didn't know about, and once it's healthy, boy, he, he could be in the starting mix a year from now. But I bet that's not what happened. I bet what happens is he's the third stringer behind Heineke and uh, Wentz. And that's that's never, never land. Forget about it, you know. Justin Ross is really, in my opinion, the only wide receiver who lost value through the NFL draft. Everybody else, good draft capital, tons of first rounders, six players six wide receivers drafted in the first round 10 more drafted on day two uh, but justin ross did not get drafted at all uh you, as soon as the nfl draft ended saturday evening you start seeing the reports trickling in of undrafted free agents signing with teams those are set up honestly well in advance before the draft ends they're almost hoping they don't get drafted at that point at least uh, I've, I've heard people say that before so they can choose where they go that report didn't didn't come out for justin ross it took uh it essentially took two full days for him to get a job he did sign 
with the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously that's a good landing spot, but I think it's it's just too far gone for Justin Ross. I think he's a medical reject. You know, it's just that's unfortunate. I thought he might be a steal of the NFL draft. Um, you can't argue with the doctors. I mean, it, you, you can love them all you want. You can root for them all you want. But the do- none of us went to med school, and the people that did pretty much told us what they think of them. Yeah. Ross was the 2.09, uh, had an ADP of 2.09 heading into the NFL draft. He was the wide receiver 12. He's outside of the top uh, 50 players now, way down in the middle of the fifth round, based at least based on our rankings. And he's the wide receiver 23. That makes him undraftable in most leagues. I don't think he's worth a roster spot, unfortunately, in the typical dynasty league. Another player in that same situation. Real quick, though, if he looks good in a preseason game or two, I'm going to keep an eye on him. I'm going to take any third round rookie pick I could get for him if if he if he shows any glimpse of promise. Yeah, 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 right, right. Uh, last one I want to hit on really quickly before we go is Jalen Weidermeyer, tight end. He does not get drafted either. Um, like I said, yeah, we just kind of saw it coming. Uh, really, really rough combine and rough pro day for him as well. Ran terribly. Uh, did not get drafted, as I said. He goes from the tight end four and a mid-fourth rounder to the tight end nine and a late fifth rounder again. Basically not worth a roster spot. He did sign with Buffalo, who uh, already has has several tight ends. They've added Howard. They've got Knox. I think they drafted one as well, if I remember correctly. So uh, even, though it, yeah, even though it's a, a, a good team, really no opportunity for Weidermeyer. And, and we hardly ever see uh, UDFA tight ends uh, really turn into anything. I heard someone compare him to Thaddeus Moss a year uh, from a year ago. Mm. Moss was an undrafted guy as well, who at one point had some hope. And uh, yeah, seems like Weidermeyer. They were bigger names than they were prospects. Right. Seems like Weidermeyer is going that same path, unfortunately. Yeah, he is not a hot young tight end. <laughs> That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked on Dynasty.